When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Tracks Podcast. My name is Jeff and today Matt and I are going to be talking about mountain bike pedals. So there are a couple of like main choices when it comes to mountain bike pedals and we're going to talk about those and how they differ from one another and sort of talk about the pros and cons of each as well. And then we're also going to give some tips for learning how to ride with clipless pedals and some of the things you can do with flat pedals as well. So Let's dive right into it, Matt. So there are really sort of like three main pedal types. And the first ones we're going to talk about are flat pedals. What's a flat pedal all about? I mean, flat pedal is just, you know, it's the same type of pedal you would get on your bike if you're starting to ride as a kid. Flat platform, you don't need any special type of shoe. You just hop on and ride. You could be wearing, uh, I don't know, tuxedo shoes or you could be (laughs) wearing 510s and it would still... It would still pedal. Or flip-flops or bare feet. Or flip-flops or bare feet. That might hurt a little bit. <laughs> they make those ones for like beach cruisers that I've seen that are like like completely flat and solid. So there aren't like any pins or anything sticking into your foot. Right. Just all comfort. Yeah. But yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that. So the flat pedals that mountain bikers are familiar with, they tend to have pins in them. Uh, describe that for us. I mean, are these like spikes? Like are they sharp? nails sticking up or like what are they really like i mean sometimes it feels like there's small nails sticking out of it Mm -hmm. but it's never it's i mean it's yeah what uh maybe a little bit more than an eighth of an inch sometimes Mm -hmm. and the pins could be spread out across the pedal right but basically they're for increased traction from your the sole of your shoe to the pedal more pins generally means that your foot's going to stay on the pedal better which is what you want on a flat pedal and a flat shoe. Yeah. It's going to stay on there better in terms of like sliding side to side, but not so much like when you need to lift your pedal up, right? Like it'll just, just come right off. Yeah. And that can be a tricky one. Find a way to sort of modify your foot position. You're riding to, uh, like when I was learning to like ride with flats, you kind of figure out how to scoop your foot down to bring the pedal up. So you kind of tilt the pedal vertical so that way you can sort of scoop the flat pedal up with the pins it's a lot different than clip-ins. Right. And yeah, among the flat pedals, there are a number of differences as well with, as with anything in mountain biking. So, you know, you've got the different platform sizes right now. The fashionable thing seems to be to have like a larger platform to sort of relieve pressure. And there's some other things as well in terms of traction. Um, and then there's a lot of different materials uh, that, that the pedals can be made from as well. You know, a lot of them are aluminum to keep them pretty lightweight because they, these pedals tend to be fairly large. But there's also composite pedals. Uh, those those pedals you're talking about, like on kids' bikes, a lot of times those are going to be like plastic or some kind of resin composite. And that's about it. I mean, I guess steel is used as well, but that's probably heavier and not on like high quality pedals. Definitely. Yeah. So we kind of touched on a few of these things, but what are some of the advantages for mountain biking in terms of flat pedals? I mean, generally they're, they're just easier to learn on. They're less intimidating. It obviously doesn't take like an extra skill set to, you know, if you're starting mountain biking, 
it, it doesn't add to the things that you have to worry about learning by starting with flat pedals. It's easier to throw your foot down. You don't need any sort of special shoe, although certain shoes are going to work better than others on, on flat pedals. But it's a, it's a lower barrier to entry for when you're starting out. Yeah. And that sort of like side to side movement or the, the limiting of side to side movement of your foot actually makes handling more responsive. So especially we're going to talk about clipless pedals, but clipless pedals have something that's called float, which is a thing that allows your your foot to, you can rotate your foot a little bit side to side at the heel. And so with a flat pedal and with proper shoes and, you know, these, these pins in the pedal, you're going to be able to, your foot's going to be locked down. So any movement you put into your foot is going to be translated directly onto the bike, which makes it more responsive. Yep. So we talked about the pros. What are some of the cons, the disadvantages of flat pedals over the other two choices we're going to be talking about? Yeah. So you lose some of that direct input that uh, you would get with a, a clipless. It's obviously not going to respond the same way. In certain cases, it's better, but for bunny hopping, getting in the air, things like that, uh, it takes more of a learning process to actually learn how to get that rear wheel to come up with a flat pedal. Yeah, a lot of people will argue that you're cheating if you're, you're using your clipless pedals to do bunny hops. So, right. But that's not to say that it's not easier. If you got clipless pedals, it's you know simple to do a bunny hop, whereas it's going to take more time to learn the proper way to do it with flats. For sure. Yeah, and it's also a lot harder to keep your feet on the pedals. I mean, I think about this when if you're on a jump line or something like that and you get into the air and your foot moves a little bit on the landing and you have to set up for that next jump or you're moving down a rock guard and your foot shifts and then you're constantly thinking about how to get the placement back on in time for the next feature or whatever, that can be annoying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one of the issues that I have with flat pedals is just feeling like my feet get bounced off the pedals. And a lot of that does come down to technique. You know, there's the, mm -hmm. the saying that you need to have light hands, heavy feet when you're on the bike. And so I probably don't do a great job of like really keeping my weight on the pedals all the time. And so if I'm heading down like a really rocky or rooty section of trail, I, my feet tend to get bounced off when I'm on flats versus uh, clipless pedals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That, that's just kind of something you have to figure out and be prepared when you ride flat pedals is that you're you're going to be shifting to get back to that proper foot position you know a little bit at least and then you lose that uh that float that you get with a clipless pedal so jeff i know like you and i were talking about this i think in reno that uh we'll kind of shift our or angle our ankles and knees into corners um, and you get that with a little bit of float in a clipless pedal but you don't with a flat pedal unless you want to shift your foot position and again, change it, but then you're going to have to change it again once you straighten the bike out. And yeah, you can't, uh, it's not as easy to do with a flat pedal. Yeah. And I know some people have mentioned that they have a problem with flat pedals due to that lack of float because they have like knee and joint discomfort as well. So, you know, you really, you're really locking those joints in on the pedal so you can't move them around. I think, I think Jero was one of the people that was saying that, you know, as he's gotten older, that it's harder to ride flat pedals for that reason. But then others have said the opposite. I think James Wilson, when we had him on the podcast said that in his opinion, it's better to, to keep those joints, uh, in line sort of, and, and not allow them to sort of move around when you're on the bike. So I guess some of that might be personal preference or who knows, maybe the truth is somewhere probably in the middle there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of funny if you, I think Jero interviewed, um, who was it? Uh, Adam, I think it was Adam Craig. Uh, and he was talking about cornering and enduro races and how it's like one of the most important things. And that's why Sam Hill 
is very, very consistent in Sam Hill rides flats. Uh, and some say that you can sort of bury the bike a little bit more into a corner when, uh, when you're on flat pedals also. Yeah. I like how a lot of people bring up Sam Hill when, when the flat pedal discussion comes up and obviously Sam Hill is very successful at that, but he's in the minority, right? Like he's most of the guys out there are clipped in. Right. Yeah. And that's an interesting point too, is like, yeah, probably the rest of the top 10, 20, 20 guys are riding, uh, a riding clipped in. Yeah. And no shade on Sam Hill, but also, right. I mean, if he was the number one guy, like if he's a guy every time that wins the races, maybe there's a case to be made, but he, you know, he's top 10, but not number one every time. So it's not, it's not definitive for sure. Yeah. So I guess one of the other disadvantages, I, I meant to do some more research on this, but I feel like flat pedals are generally going to be heavier than their clipless counterparts, just because the pedals, are, the surface is larger and tend to be a little bit heavier. Has that been sort of your experience? I think so. Yeah. So for the first few years when I was mountain biking, I rode flats and just thinking about like the pedals that I would use. I know I'd always buy like Kona pedals because they always had decent, I always had decent plat or flat pedals for usually a pretty good price, mm-hmm. but they're also a little bit heavy. But yeah, more material. Generally, it's aluminum, so it's going to weigh a little bit more. I've also been... Like, we have a, a pair of the Race Face Chesters, and they're like a composite material. Mm-hmm. It's like a polymer or something. But they're actually really light, and I know, like a lot of poly... Or a lot of composite pedals end up being really slippery, but the way the Race Faces are with the pins, um, you don't really get a whole lot of slip off of it, even though it is a composite, and they're still pretty light. Yeah, that's good to know. So one other disadvantage I just thought of is uh, some people tend to get injured by their flat pedals. Honestly, I get injured by any kind of pedal and a pedal to the shin doesn't feel good, even if it's, you know, clipless, no pins in it, or if it's got pins in it, but flat pedals can potentially do more damage because of the pins. So if you, if you smack one of those into your body in just the right way, you're going to get, you're going to get cut up in addition to the pain of having that thing smack into your bone. And because the pedals are larger, there's slightly more potential for impact. I would say. Totally. I still have many, many scars on my shins from, I think part of this is because when I started, I would just wear vans, like 30, $40 vans in like the, sole like the tread pattern is good but they still kind of slip and the sole is still pretty flexy so yeah many many times i've smacked pedals on my shins and left with welts and and blood and but i I think that also happens a lot less for people that are wearing like something like a 510 or ride concept with like a thick Mm -hmm. grippy sole and the right type of pedals yeah i mean i've got i've got scars all up and down my shins and i mean i really never have ridden flat pedals very much. This is all, these are all clipless pedal scars and yeah, gosh, talk about, that's the worst pain in mountain biking. If you ask me is getting smacked in the shin. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Okay. So let's (laughs) move along to toe clips. So this is kind of a hybrid in between flat pedals and clipless pedals and a toe clip pedal. It's basically a flat pedal with some kind of retention device on it that generally is going to go over the shoe. It's either going to go over your toe or like maybe a little bit higher midfoot, but these are called toe clips. And that's going to be important to understand when we talk about clipless pedals, because it's a little bit confusing since you, you clip into clipless pedals, but we're going to, we're going to roll with it. So toe clips also called cages because they like cage your foot. 
the plas- the retainers are typically made out of like plastic or they might be a soft like nylon webbing or something. And a lot of times these can be retrofitted to existing pedals you have. So if you have a set of flat pedals, you may be able to pick up uh, some kind of toe clip that you can thread onto there. A lot of times the straps are going to be adjustable so you can cinch them down. Other toe clips I've seen though are like rigid and they have just like one shape. So you're not going to be able to adjust those. And then they do allow for some like side to side movement. And that might not be the best way to describe it. I mean, you're, you're still, your foot is still going to be planted on the pedal, just like a flat pedal, but some of them allow you to like get your foot out to the side of it rather than being completely locked in like you are with a a clipless pedal. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of what we're talking about. Have you used toe clip pedals yourself, Matt? No, nope. I never have. I think like when I started mountain biking, I saw people either riding flats or saw them riding uh, clipped in. And I didn't really see many of the cages or baskets. You still don't really see a whole lot of them on uh, on the trails. No, no. Not, not many people choose them. And they tend to be more like recreational riders tend to gravitate toward those or, or beginners. Um, I feel like at some point I probably did wear them, but not for long, I don't think, because I really don't have much memory of that. So, yeah. All right. So the advantages, what are the advantages of toe clips? I mean, it's probably at least a little bit more secure than a a flat pedal. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe it's a good crossover between a flat and a clipped in if you're thinking about making the switch. They're not as expensive as a a clip-in pedal. It's a little bit of added security without the intimidation of a, a of going clipped in all the way. Yeah. And it's because it's kind of in between too. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's a interim step that a lot of people take and they're able to, they start out with flats and they're like, ah, I could use a little more retention, you know, in the up down direction. And so they can retrofit. It's not an expensive upgrade a lot of times and maybe not quite as intimidating as a clipless pedal is in terms of having you locked in. So there are also a lot of disadvantages to toe clips. First of which in my mind is they can be dangerous um, because the strap or whatever the mechanism is, it like hangs down and it's generally only on one side of the pedal. So, mm-hmm. you know, depending if you're not like in it, you know, you take your feet out of the pedals for a second and then you're trying to get back in. That can be tough because physics, the heavy side, the side with the strap is always going to be the one that like falls down. And so you're always going to have to like flip it over with your foot and try to slide your foot in. So they can be dangerous. They can get snagged on stuff on the trail too. I really try to limit anything to do with straps on my bike or on my person when I'm mountain biking. And what are are some of the other advantages or disadvantages you found, Matt? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not going to be as comfortable as just, you're always going to, I feel like it would make you even more worried about getting the foot position right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I was about to drop in on a descent or something like that, I'd be constantly like flipping around, trying to get the right side, trying <laughs> to get a foot in, yeah. which would be very frustrating. Uh, and then I, I don't think it's a, a lot, but you're adding a little bit more weight on top of it also. Yeah. So toe clips, not a lot of mountain bikers choose them. Uh, that's not to say they can't be used for mountain biking. Um, and they do serve a purpose for some people, but yeah, not, not a super big choice among a lot of people. So finally, we'll talk about clipless pedals. And, you know, if you've ever wondered, like, why are they called clipless? Because you got to clip in. It's because they're designed sort of in response to toe clips. You know, toe clips, I believe we did research on this a couple years back, but 
believe what we found was that toe clips, first they were flat pedals. And then somebody was like, hey, it would be great if I could, you know, have a little more secure connection. So they invented the toe clips. And then somebody even smarter said, let's make a whole system where everything like clips in. So the reason it's called clipless was because this was supposed to be, it was eliminating the toe clip or the cage, if you will. So there are different standards on the market today. The biggest one is probably Shimano. There's a lot of Shimano and Shimano compatible cleats on the market. And we'll talk about what cleats are, but then you've got Crank Brothers and Time. And a lot of these, some of these pedals, they don't work with others. The key is to get a shoe. And this is confusing too, is to get a shoe that's SPD compatible. And that's sort of the mountain bike standard for the shoe because the shoe has to have this little like cleat channel in it so you can actually attach a cleat. But it's confusing because SPD is also what Shimano's cleat standard is known as. So <laughs> there's like an, there's an SPD shoe, which will work with Shimano, Crank Brothers, Time, any of those. But then there's an SPD cleat that will only work with Shimano compatible pedals. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right to me. <laughs> yeah. Cause then you'd and, have to, if you're getting crank brothers pedals, you need crank brothers cleats and right. And they look the same. Like if you held them in your hand, you would be like, Oh, these are the same, but they're not at all. And, um, I've got friends too, who are like very particular, like, Oh, don't get on my bike. You don't have the right cleats. Cause it can damage the pedals, you know, stretch them out the wrong way or whatever. And the other thing, I guess road, I mean, this, this will probably show my ignorance here about road biking, but I think road bike shoes a lot of times have a different standard that's not SPD. Is it like three slots or like something, something's different? Absolutely different. Yeah. Cause the cleats like, well, the cleats like plastic. It's like this big plastic thing on your shoe and mm-hmm. it's all weird and yeah, crazy. <laughs> yeah. But the, the upshot is you, you don't have to use like road specific pedals on your road bike. You know, the, the cranks have the same thread diameter and everything. So I, I run mountain bike pedals on my road bike. Um, so that I don't have to have like, yeah, I've done that before too. Yeah. Different shoes and different cleats and all that. So, yeah. So talking more about the pedals, some of them have like a platform to reduce pressure on the cleat and others are all clip. If you've ever seen like the crank brothers, egg beater pedals, they look like egg beaters. <laughs> You're just looking at the cleat. There's like nothing else to it. It's really minimalist looking. And yeah, so that's that's the cleat or sorry, the the clip. And then some of the pedals have adjustable tension. So you're going to have like a little um, screw that you can turn on the pedal that allows the the clip to either retain your shoe really tightly or make it really loose. And that's important, especially to like beginning riders, people who are getting comfortable with clipless, you can make it so that with just a little bit of force, you can, you pull your feet right out of the pedals. Yeah. Yeah. And when people are looking for a, if you're considering going to clipless and you're looking for the right type of shoe, that's going to work with a cleat. Like really you're looking for that two bolt pattern and that's going to work with, it's going to work with any sort of cleat, a crank brothers cleat or a Shimano cleat. Uh, but that two bolt pattern with the, the channel in the middle. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. They should market it as the two bolt cleat and not a SPD compatible cleat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, again, we've covered this when we talked about sort of the disadvantages of the other two pedal types. Um, but yeah, Matt, what are some of the advantages of clipless pedals? Well, you get more of that connection. 
I mean, you're really like, you're connected to your bike. So the response is a lot different. Again, bring that back wheel up gets easier. So if you know how to bunny hop on flat pedals and you come over to a, uh, a Clifton platform and your bunny hops, you're going to be even better. You know, there's still a little bit of debate on if, I think this is like why a lot of people wonder if they should transfer over to clipless eventually is they hear that, oh, they're going to be more efficient than flat pedals because you can sort of pull up on the uh, upstroke. But there's still like there's still debate about whether they're actually efficient, more efficient than a flat pedal or not. Yeah. And it's weird because I know there have been plenty of studies on this as well. You know, people have gone into a lab and have tried to see like what this does. And I'm not sure. I mean, I haven't read all of the reports or anything, but clearly there is debate. And some people say there is an advantage. Some people say there isn't. James Wilson, who we had on our podcast, is a firm believer that there really isn't any advantage. My guess is that part of it has to do with your individual pedal stroke. You know, we all have a different Mm -hmm. pedal stroke. And so maybe some people do pull up. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but but that might be an advantage to them. So potentially there could be some help with your pedal stroke efficiency. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things for me is the like consistent attachment and release mechanism. So you, you know, like when your foot is, is in the pedal and is secure versus when it's not. And what that does for you too, is it makes your, your foot placement consistent. So that's one of the things I struggle with on flat pedals is, you know, I'll take my foot off, you know, in a corner or whatever, for whatever reason, and then trying to get my foot back on the pedal in the same spot and the right spot can be a challenge because there's nothing to like sort of feel. I mean, I guess you can feel it, but, but you don't get that like click in assurance that you're like in exactly the same spot you were in before. Yeah. Yeah. It might take like a second, maybe a second more just to really like if I'm on flat pedals, I always kind of feel for that feeling that uh, the ball of my foot is really close to the pedal spindle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, sometimes it's just like you, you can't get it and it takes maybe an extra second or maybe two seconds at most to like yeah. really get it at where you want it. Whereas once you learn that muscle memory of getting your foot in a Clifton pedal, it's just clicking it's in. Yeah. And, you know, if you ever go for like a bike fit too, uh, the bike fitter will often that's one of the things they'll work on with you is, is getting your cleat in exactly the right spot in your shoe. And once you do that, you know, I mean, you, you crank it down and it's screwed in there. It's not going to move. And so every single time you get on the bike, you're going to have your foot in the right position, which can have advantages in terms of your efficiency, but also your comfort as well. So a lot of people like clipless pedals for that reason. And then we mentioned it float, you know, the ability for your heel basically to move around like rotating with the cleat itself being the pivot point that can help with joint issues for some people what's interesting too to know is that a lot of pedals and or cleats are going to have different amounts of float so float is like the amount you can twist your foot before it actually disengages from the clip yeah and so some people like a little bit some people like a little bit more I think I'm sure there are zero float clips as well where you can set it up. So, you know, as soon as you twist your foot, even just a little, it's going to pop right out. Yeah, I know that's an option when you buy Crank Brothers cleats is they come in different float release Mm -hmm. patterns. And I think you can buy zero degree cleats from Crank Brothers. I always got, I think they're like 15 degrees. So it's like a solid twist and then they're out. Wow. Yeah. The Crank Brothers too, so I 
recall some of them. I feel like you can turn it around. Like you just flip the cleat like 180 degrees and it's like a different amount. Yeah. So something to, to know about and you can play around with that as well. If you're like, wow, I really have to turn my foot a long way before it comes out. <laughs> yeah. Could be your float setting. So let's talk about some of the disadvantages now. I mean, the number one, I think on most people's minds, especially if they haven't ridden with clipless pedals is they're scared. They're not going to be able to get their feet out of the pedals quickly enough and get scorpioned. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a learning curve to it. It's not as intuitive as just like, Oh, I need to get my foot out of the pedal. Just lift my foot up. You, you do have to build some muscle memory and it does take a little bit of extra thinking. So for that reason, there is a learning curve. What else, Matt? I mean, I know that was a a big one for me. Like, I ended up switching to clips after I like I I bought a new bike a few years ago, and so I was just like, all right, well, you know, this is a good time for me to just buy the equipment that goes with it, and needed shoes anyway. And it threw me off for like a long time, just uh, <laughs> probably like weeks before I was really comfortable with clipping in and out. But then I think I even like I crashed on uh, one of my first times out, like riding clipped in. I went over like some slippery roots or whatever and went over and uh the pedals and cleats like disengage quicker than you would think even if you're not thinking about it in a crash like you come mm-hmm. uh, unattached way more often than you actually stay attached in so <laughs> i've never had a bad problem with like getting hit in the back of my skull with my rear wheel because i couldn't get unclipped or anything like that yeah and i've actually been noticing that recently i've been thinking about this idea because surprisingly a number I've talked to a number of people just recently trying to do a story about just going over the basics of how to learn to ride with clipless pedals and I've been surprised that some people I've talked to are who I thought were pretty experienced and you know wouldn't really be afraid to try clipless they hadn't because of that reason that they really just you know everybody's telling them like there's a lot of advantages and they understand that but they the hang-up seems to be just what do I do? Like, that's scary to think like I'm attached to the bike. And I've noticed on my rides recently, I've been riding in some kind of wet, dicey conditions here in the winter. And you'd be riding along on like a leafy trail and all of a sudden, like your your rear wheel just slip out from behind you on a rock or a root that you can't see. And every single time, you know, that happens instantly. And then my foot is like on the ground. And I think, how did I do that? Like, Right. I don't remember consciously thinking like, oh shoot, like twist your foot. Like it just, it just happens. And I think that's, that's how you got to, I mean, that's the goal is to eventually get there where you can do that without thinking and, and you can do it as quickly as you need to, at least in my experience. Yeah. It becomes muscle memory pretty quickly. And I had the same thing when I went to Moab, uh, I think it was like a month and a half ago, there was some, we did a mag seven and there's some ice on top and it was, I was using those brand new Shimano pedals, Shimano shoes, and Shimano cleats. So still very stiff and not rounded off or anything. And I hit a patch of ice and still, like I was, I definitely would have gone down, but even quicker than I had consciously thought about it, my foot was on the ground and yeah. kind of stomped out and brought myself back up. So, yep. And some of the, some of the times I think getting to the point of like being able to adjust the tension on them, you know, again, I think about it, I'm like, wait, how did I do that? I don't remember twisting my foot. And I think in some instances, if you jerk your foot hard enough, you can pull right out, like going straight up too. So yeah, who knows? It's all a mystery. 
there's definitely still probably one or two times a year. And I feel like it's always on a climb where I need to like stop or make a corner or something like that, where I can't get out and I just fall over. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It can be really awkward in certain situations. Yeah. Like you said, especially in climbs seems to be where I get tripped up the most too. Yeah. Because the pedals are more complex, right? They've got like these springs and different clipping mechanisms they're often a little more expensive than a flat pedal yeah there's some i mean you can spend four hundred dollars on a pair of clipless pedals if you really want to and i don't think there are flat pedals that are that expensive yeah it's definitely i mean i guess it's another intimidating aspect of it it's like okay now you have to do all this research and find out <laughs> what what pedals do i need what shoes do i need what cleats do i need yeah and generally just uh clipless pedals are, are going to be more expensive than a flat pedal yeah yeah, and they're going to be more complicated too. I mean, when you open up that box, it's not just a pedal. It's going to have the cleats and bolts and sometimes there's like little plastic thingies that you put down to protect your shoe. And so, yeah, it is it is a learning curve and more complicated. And because of that, there's more stuff that can go wrong as well. A lot of mountain bikers yeah. tend to stay away from stuff that, that's potentially going to cause problems out on the trail. And I know I've certainly had issues with like losing a bolt out of a cleat during a ride and, mm. and basically not being able to get my foot off the pedal. Uh, cause you, you go to like oh. twist your foot like you would unclip and yeah, it just keeps going around and around cause there's <laughs> yeah, it's only one screw. So yeah, there's, there's problems like that that you can run into. And then obviously you need a special shoe to go with clipless pedals. You know, you can't just wear your favorite tennis shoes. There's no way to like retrofit a cleat onto your shoe. Although I've always wanted to do that. I always, I used to like wearing the Chuck Taylor's Converse shoes and I was always like, oh man, that would be so dope if I could get a cleat to put on that, but it's it's not going to (laughs) work. Yeah. So which pedal is best for mountain biking, Matt? What do you think? It definitely comes down to preference in the end. I think everybody, if they have the ability, should try both just to see. I mean, clipless can be intimidating sometimes, but what about mountain biking isn't intimidating a lot of the times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, I found, like I started riding flats. I rode flats when I was a kid and BMXed and could bunny hop and you know all that. So that's how I started mountain biking. And I think the skills you can learn from riding flat pedals are important to have in your longevity as a mountain biker um, because you just learned bike handling skills that you won't get with riding uh, clipless. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a a better place for beginners to start and to learn those kind of skills and then eventually take them over to to clipless because I think for me at least I'd obviously I'm not going to speak for everyone I enjoy the advantages of uh, clipless more than I do flat pedals. Yeah it seems to depend on the type of riding you're doing as well I mean you look at like cross-country racers you know that cross-country racing is solidly clipless pedal territory. And again, I don't know if that has to do with efficiency or pedal stroke or any of that, but that just seems to be what people are preferring at that level and that type of riding. And then if you go to the other extreme, you look at gravity riding, that's where you're going to tend to see more of the flat pedals. Again, not necessarily like at the race level, but if you look at like the recreational riders, you know, the people at the bike park on the weekend, like a lot of them are going to be wearing flat pedals, uh, much more so than trail riders or XC riders. So I think it depends on your type of bike too. Maybe a lot of people, if they have a, 
they have a gravity bike in their shed. That's that one's going to have flats, and then their like more pedally bikes are going to have clipless pedals on them. Yeah, and, and even at the World Cup downhill level, though, you still see it. I don't know, probably the majority of people wearing clipless also. They're the meteor platform, uh, like a, a Saint with an SPD pedal, so something still thick, uh, something with a lot of weight and a lot of platform that's going to hold your shoe where it wants, but also then a clipless mechanism to where it's not going to move around at all either. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, where if, you're, if your foot gets knocked off the pedal, that can mean, you know, precious time in a competition like that. Yeah. But I wonder, wonder the opposite. I mean, why do why do you think so many people who are not racing, who are just recreationally riding downhill or maybe even enduro, like why do they like to have a flat pedal? Is it because they're putting their foot down more and they want to just have that like flexibility or or what do you think it is? That's a good question. Um, I think there's definitely, there's almost a certain culture on pedal platforms also. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I started and I was riding flat pedals, I got a lot of weird looks from people who weren't, who were like clipped in. They're like, what is this dude doing? He's wearing, Yeah, he's like, vans and in flat pedals and everything and i feel like for a while flat pedals or the popularity of them wasn't there and it's it started to come back uh there's like more there's better flat pedal shoes out there there's more options i think it it just kind of like aligns with that gravity culture a little bit more yeah that makes sense and we should mention too i mean we've kind of talked about the variety of designs in clipless pedals but you know there are like full-on flat pedal size pedals that have clips in the middle of them and that's mm-hmm. i think kind of what you're alluding to like the saints from shimano yeah some of the ones that people are are choosing to run so you can people can like look cool and it like fits in with the gravity culture but at the same time like you have the benefit of a clip and you have that added platform so that like not all of the weight from your body, like through your feet is not all concentrated on one little point. Like these, these pedals will spread it out more over the platform. So it's a little more comfortable too. Yeah. And I I think for a while there were just weren't many like cool looking clipless shoes. Like they all kind of looked very XC oriented and there were something that like gravity oriented riders wouldn't wear. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, we are seeing a lot more of that, a lot more choices uh, so that you can you can rock clipless pedals and still look cool. Yeah. So we're talking about shoes. So let's let's dive into that a little bit. Like how are mountain bike shoes related to pedal choice and performance? We keep referencing 510s and there's definitely other options out there now like Giro and Ride Concepts. And I think there's another brand that just launched as well. Yeah. But specifically 510 because they've been around, they've been doing it for so long. You know, they always had that stealth pattern, kind of like the signature dot pattern. It was a thick sole. It was stiff. You know, the stiffer the sole, the better pedaling efficiency you're going to get because you don't waste energy in this like floppy sole like a pair of Vans would. Yeah. And I mean, the shoes have to be, they have to be stiff. I mean, whether we're talking about a flat pedal shoe or a clipless shoe, they need to be stiff to sort of transfer the power. I mean, you don't want to like step down on your pedal and feel your foot just like fold over it. You know, you want to, you want to be able to like push the pedal. And this is especially important. This is why my, my Chuck Taylor clipless shoe would never work is because (laughs) if it's not stiff, if you don't have like a really stiff sole around a pedal cleat, as soon as you try to like twist that to release it, like the shoe, the sole itself is going to bend and twist and it's not going to, it's not going to actually let you unclip. So 
those shoes, clipless pedal shoes tend to be much stiffer on and off the bike. So they're, they're often not as easy to walk around in, which is, that's a reason people make the choice as well. You know, if they're, if they're forced to a certain type of shoe, that's not comfortable for them, then that can dictate their pedal choice as well. Yeah, totally. Right. Like a road bike shoe is like super stiff and even XC shoes can be really stiff. And so if you go to the bar afterwards and you're, (laughs) you know, you'll end up like clopping around like a horse in the, in the area. And it's just, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely harder to walk in. Yeah, I've got a couple of pairs of shoes from Shimano in for review right now. I think I believe they're from the AM series, mm-hmm. and these shoes they look almost identical, but one is has a cleat channel, so you can, you can ride it clipless, and the other one is for flat pedals only. And what's interesting, if you read the like specs on the two products, the flat pedal shoe is much more flexible. It's easier to walk around in. They have like a rating scale. I believe it's like a 10 point scale or something. And the, the flat pedal shoe is like a three in terms of stiffness. Whereas the, the one with the cleat channel is like a five. So it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not super stiff. I mean, it's not like a race shoe that has like a carbon sole or something in it, but sure. But it is, it has to be more stiff just to even make the thing work. Yeah. And without that cleat channel and cleat, because even if the cleat is recessed into the shoe, you still kind of hit it a little bit on the floor. And so, oh yeah. Yeah, it's just it's with the flat pedal shoe you get more of that natural curve in uh, in the sole and it's just easier to walk in. Yeah, if you're walking across like concrete or yeah, or heaven forbid your hardwood floors is going to sound like you're tap dancing around. And <laughs> right. I've got a set of five tens, the Hellcats, which is maybe their only shoe that has a cleat channel in it, uh, which I reviewed a few months back. They claim to have their their channel recessed a lot, like more than the average shoe. And even looking at it, I tried to see because, you know, it looks, it looks really recessed. I tried looking at it from all different angles to see if I could see how much the cleat is poking out. And I mean, it's minimal. It looks almost completely flush with like the rubber sole. But yeah, as soon as you start walking on anything hard and flat, you know that, nope, it's poking out, even if it's just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of have to, to, uh, get the pedals in the shoe just to sync up correctly. Yeah. So a lot of people like to talk about how flat pedal shoes have really grippy rubber or people like to say sticky or, you know, 510. That's kind of how they came to be so popular is they have this thing they developed for rock climbing called stealth rubber. That's just, yeah, super sticky, like almost gummy. And it works, happens to work really well with bike pedals and sticks on them like glue. But one of the things I've noticed among our readers when in some of the comments that we've seen on stories is they kind of confuse this like grippiness, stickiness with, with grip on the trail. So when you're doing like hike a bike and in my experience, those are two totally different things that these flat pedal shoes, if you look at the soles too, they're they're pretty flat. You know, they have like minimal like contours in them. A lot of times it'll be like a hexagonal pattern with, you know, the tread is, I don't know, millimeters deep. And so it's not, it's not like a hiking boot. That's for sure. Like if you're on wet, muddy stuff or anything like that, like you're going to slip, you're not going to get great grip off the bike in those. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I, on those Shimano S fires, I was walking around on sections of, uh, mag seven on the sandstone and just trying to hike up little sections is just slipping. Cause this, 
soul is so stiff and uh, you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You're right. So exactly. It's the opposite with, so those, if you had flat pedal shoes on the sandstone and Moab, like that stuff would probably grip all day. Would have been way better. Yeah. Yeah. I was like blowing leaves off my roof recently <laughs> and I was like trying to come up with my best shoe selection. Cause I tend to slip around up there and I really don't like it. And I was like, Oh, I should wear like the five tens. Those probably have, should have really good grip for that kind of thing. So yeah, they're good for like surfaces that are pretty consistent, but then when you're in like weird stuff like roots or like mossy conditions, they're not going to be as good as a yeah a clipless pedal. And the clipless pedals, again, they have those stiff soles. A lot of them will have like pretty deep tread that's going to punch through mud and stuff and try to get a hold in there. And then they also a lot of times have the Oh, what do you call them? Like spikes, basically, that you can screw into the front. Toe spikes, yeah. Yeah, toe spikes. I've never used those myself. Some shoes I've, I've owned come with those in the box, and I usually end up like, hang on to them, but then I never, <laughs> never remember to use them. But that can help with the grip, and especially in really muddy conditions. And then I found the cleat itself kind of lends itself to that. If you need to like dig a toe in, if you're trying to hoist your bike up a really nasty hike a bike section that can help. But, but then the trade-off is you get mud stuck in your cleat, which is not good once you're trying to get back in the bike. Right. Yeah. Cool. So finally, I want to go over a few tips for transitioning to clipless pedals. And like I said, we are hoping to do a story on this. If we can find the right person to write it up, because this is a question a lot of people have question that maybe they're too embarrassed to ask or, or, or it's like a lot of us just put it off because we're like, well, I've heard it's good and I've heard there's some advantages, but it's going to take some effort to figure it out. So let's talk about how to transition. What what was your transition like, Matt, when you first tried clipless pedals? Did you Was it scary or did it take a long time or what happened? So a week or two ahead of like buying my new bike, right? And this is like when I when I was planning to transition from flats to clipless a week or two ahead, I was still in flats and I went on a ride with some buddies and I was like, well, yeah, you know, I was thinking about transitioning to clipless. What do you guys suggest? And practice, 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 repetition, <laughs> you know, it's, it's learning something different. So, um, it's really not that complicated. You know, you, you put your toe in, push down, it engages. And if you want to get out, then you just move your heel out to the side. And it's as simple as that but just practice a lot. And when you are starting out, you're going to be conscious that if you have to stop somewhere, you're going to want to swipe your heel out to the side. It's not like you're just going to forget that you're clipped in. I mean, probably not. Mm -hmm. And uh, stop somewhere and try and lift your foot off the pedal. You're probably going to be aware that you're now clipped in and you have to swipe your heel out instead <laughs> to, uh, to get out. But if you want to practice it before you get to the trail, you know, find a section of lawn and track stand or just practice swiping your heel out. Uh, really not that hard. It's just like you're, yeah, straight up just swiping your heel out to the side uh, and practice and practice and practice. Yeah. For me, when I learned, I was probably back in college and so it's been a while and I don't think I had been riding. I mean, I'd been riding like as a kid a lot before that, like in, and in high school a little bit, but I wasn't what I would call like a super confident rider in terms of like, I couldn't do much of a track stand at all. And so I recall falling over a lot, like while trying to learn. And, and I did choose like a, a grassy area where it didn't hurt too much, but I remember just falling over in the grass 
over and over again. And, and I think, so maybe one of the things that if you can do a proper track stand, like if you can stand and balance on your bike for more than a second at a time, I feel like you're well on your way. You're not going to be falling over a lot. You know, if, if you need a little extra time to get your foot out, you've got it because you can balance and you're going to be fine. You're not going to just topple over. So mm-hmm. for me, that, that was probably the biggest challenge was just learning to balance a little bit to give myself that extra time. And then I think, yeah, I think I was such a like rank noob that I couldn't even, I couldn't even get on to the bike. I couldn't even clip in without like leaning against something or, you know, hanging on. And so that's, that's totally fine. Like if you need to start beside a wall or something and put a hand out while you're like trying to find the right spot to clip in, you can do that. Like, I think we mentioned it, finding the cleat can, it can take time. You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those motions where it's not intuitive, like, cause it's your foot and it's way down low and you can't see the cleat, you know, it's like in the middle of your foot. So you can't see exactly where it's being lined up. So that's, that's part of what takes time is finding that cleat and getting it clipped in and out quickly is really important. And then you can just add drills to that. So once you've got like the basic mechanics down, then you can try to like force yourself into some situations where you need to unclip quickly. So, you know, a track stand is a good one. So even if you're good at track stands, you could like go into a track stand and hold it for as long as you can. And then as soon as you start feeling like you're losing it, like you're about to go over, that's when you try to unclip and see if you can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like in a safe environment, so you're not going to get hurt. Yeah, I definitely second using the wall, even if it's just, you know, you're there for like five minutes or something practicing clipping in and clipping out just to get the basic, like, what does it feel like to actually like press down and, and get the cleat to engage. And then, yeah, definitely make use of a wall before, you know, you go out to the grass and trying to clip, like just lean against it, get that motion down a few times and then, you know, it won't take long and you can hit the grass and then hit the trail. Yeah, right on. Well, cool. I think we've covered pretty much everything when it comes to mountain bike pedals. Of course, you can find plenty of pedal reviews and buyer's guides and things of that sort on singletracks.com. And you can also keep up with the latest Singletracks news by subscribing to our email newsletter. It's free and we'll just send you an email once a week with the best stories of the week so that you're always up to date. That's all we've got this week. We'll talk to you again next week. Peace.